to positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Goddamn America, the stupid gothic podcast for freaks and little weirdos and the sicko guy in the window from Twitter looking at our podcast going, yes, yes. yes. I'm Jake Flores. That's Alex Patek. Yes, yes. Hello. Yes. Andrews Lee is here. Long time sicko. Andrews fucking Lee here. I like how we're throwing F-bombs hey. into our... <laughs> Andrew, Clean up that language. <laughs> Only Jake and Sad. Jake's our Jake's our bad guy. All right, I'm the villain of the picture. You you stand for you stand uh, for the church. That is all I will say. Okay, right. Baptized Lutheran. <laughs> right, and that's what we wanted to talk about today. Jake is on tour. Let me tell you about the South. I'm in um, Greensboro. Is there an S in there? Greenboro or Greensboro? I've been here before and I forgot. North Carolina. I think there's an S. Um, yeah, I, I so. My life is insane right now. I wake up every day and I'm in a different city. I don't do the driving, so it feels very quantum leapy. Just like, oh, what mysteries are we going to solve in Louisville tonight before I get sent to another place to do my clown show? How do they make the all those blood. sluggers? <laughs> I, yeah i discovered it it's, you don't want to know you don't want to know pal Uh-oh. um what i will say about the south while i'm in it is that uh the rumors are true <laughs> racism is kind of from here in a way <laughs> that is like like pure and like overt that you don't really get that much in the places that we live and in the modern world i was at walmart last night it's like incredible to hear someone just say a thing like you're like what people only are racist like this in woke movies <laughs> like where jordan peele makes you you know go like <laughs> are you in the movie right now are you are you are we shooting a movie right now yeah where is jordan so i was uh <laughs> I was at Walmart last night because um, I got really drunk at the show in Louisville because it was a really good show and they had a incredible green room with like liquor and stuff and like uh, that's what's kind of like the only one that's really partying like like to a degree here because all the old guys are sober and all the young people are like vegan non-binary healthy people and stuff and I'm just like of this. <laughs> unique blip of a generation <laughs> you're like, like a sin eater for drugs yeah <laughs> you're punishing yourself for the rest of them <laughs> there's a couple other maniacs but i probably i feel like i'm a little bit like uh cons- like sticking let's out. name them <laughs> <laughs> oh they're all they all have insane names like peanut and bebop and stuff um, oh hell yeah no one has a normal name here uh, the e6 guy speaks in his own language they have a made-up language i don't have the time to explain it but there's a lot there's of no time. going on here man stuff you didn't know but I, so i left my fucking bag that has all my like clothes in it at the venue and then like the next day i woke up in another city and i was like 
oh fuck like uh, shit and i called them and they're like yeah here it is so they're just like, gonna mail it to new york i'm gonna pick it up i'm there not a big problem but all my shirts are in it so uh i had to go to walmart to like buy a shirt so i'm wearing a walmart shirt that has a cat on it, it says hug dealer and i had to get like a phone how charger. much was that by the way i don't, don't really mind me asking i think it was like 15 bucks or something that's an expensive hug dealer shirt I can't. I mean, that's. I guessed. I don't know. I don't remember. I bought it with a bunch of other shit. It cost one be... hug. I dealt a hug. <laughs> to hug an employee of Walmart. The first one's free. <laughs> Is yeah. that what the greeters do? They hug people. I hug them. That's a greeting. Okay. Yeah, the first one's free. That's how you get them hooked. Next thing right. you know, you're sucking dick in an alley for a hug. <laughs> Just the hug greeters in Italy. When you go to Walmart, they kiss you on the cheek. It's very invasive. <laughs> yeah, that's actually where COVID <laughs> from, not China. Um, I mean, that's the least they the Italians do. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah. Well, you know who would probably have an opinion about the Italians? This guy I met in line at Walmart. So, like, I was there's first of all very dystopian shit going on all the phone chargers are in like a glass case like you have to ask to get them like fucking spray paint or whatever because i guess like we live in a world where people are living in tents and stuff and like you have to have a phone and like people are just going into walmart to steal fucking access to the internet or whatever um so it's like fucked up like they have somebody guarded and shit it's like, i had to do that and then i and then there's no like checkout people it's all self-checkout so it's just like I don't know. It just feels weird. It's like you all check your own shit out. And I'm just going to watch you through a security camera and like, ugh, right. So everyone's at self checkout and uh, there's a guy next to me, like get like kind of shuffling around and he's blasting like Tejano music on his phone and he's having a conversation like he's on like AirPods. Uh, and then I look over and there's no AirPods in his ears. You know, he's just oh. talking. Oh, <laughs> the universe or whatever okay and like the first thing that happened is that like at one point he looked at me and he went dollar dollar bill y'all but he was right. not listening to that song he was listening <laughs> to like, like weird mexican radio or whatever well, that's always like, true okay i guess yeah, what a weird move and then he like uh he just sort of was shuffling around and like was struggling to scan a granola bar or something and then he finally took a look at me and the other two people i was with and just went like there's so fucking many of them here it's a goddamn mexican invasion <laughs> and, like, and like i'm ambiguous you know so i was like am i down here but like do i look up i stand out more or is he like looking past me he's saying that because he thinks i'm white or is he just talking to god and just talk, like complaining about mexicans <laughs> or whatever the <laughs> fucking never know i like the money on three i think <laughs> i think he was just insane but i it's but it was crazy to hear somebody just like just out loud unfucking fettered you know whatever just like release a fucking line like that about Mexicans. <laughs> While listening to Mexican music, I guess. Right, that's what was so confusing about it. I think maybe he was Did somebody talking. else put that on? And then he's like, get this out of here. Yeah, Follow me it. around. <laughs> that might have been Wait, it. He was listening to it with one of his devices or it was coming from somewhere else? 
a lot of stuff in this story. There's is a lot of here. stuff. It might have just okay. been coming out of him. I think it was on his phone, though. Because that would be pretty funny. It sounds like he's an older guy. If one of his younger relatives or something uh, showed him how to set up his phone and just only put Mexican music on it. That's probably I mean, why he's so mad. Yeah. As an inside agent. Yeah, maybe he meant it in a positive way. Like when the British invasion brought us rock and roll. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. You don't look like a rock band, so maybe he meant it's yeah. You're the Beatles from it's Mexico. It's the Mexican invasion around here. Los cucarachas are here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, Pedro, uh, I'm trying to think of a mop-headed uh, Latino Lad. person. I'm thinking of, of uh, Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. Mm, yeah. of, that's what he's envisioning. Me and him are gonna have to start a band called the Cucarachas. Yeah. I mean, Pedro was running for class president, so that's kind of an invasion in a way. Yeah. If you remember. Right, that that could it, could, it could happen here. It could happen here. Pedro could be class president. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the Texas state troopers came from, was to stop Pedro from running for office. <laughs> that's right. right. Off specifically, that's- but look, the, you know, the general Pedro, like, that's like, they, you know that about the cops? I think we talked about this on the show before, but the Texas State Troopers, this like special cops that Texas have, has originally were to intimidate Mexicans from running for office in Texas. Wow. I have not okay. heard that before. And I, yeah, I thought you were going to say from coming to Texas, but you're there, people who are already there, citizens running for office. Yeah, that interesting. Crazy? That was in Alex Vitale's book, End of Policing. Oh. Your so, tax dollars at work, keeping Pedro from becoming class president. <laughs> I don't even remember. Refresh my memory. And <laughs> give me a spoiler alert. Pe- does Pedro win that? He does, right? I don't oh, remember. Oh, fuck. Pop quiz. <laughs> Pop quiz, hotshot. Did Here's Pedro like a- actually become <laughs> class president <laughs> after that famous dance scene? Yeah, right? It would be a I, bad. I really, it would be a very disappointing movie if it was. I really blacked movie. out after the dance scene. I remember the dance. I think he loses. It's kind of a movie really? about losers. Yeah. Yeah, but losers really remember winning. What the movie is about at all? I just remember vague scenes like the nerdy guy getting married to the tall black chick is pretty funny. Oh yeah, his friend from the internet. And uh, Napoleon gets all those tots smashed in his pocket. Oh, yeah. That was pretty funny. Man, simpler time. Man, check out out Napoleon Dynamite if you like politics in the United States today. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot for it to offer. I'm looking at it. It really is, in a way, it's like disco, right? Because disco uh, was the first popular music that parents approved of because before disco every single popular music younger generation liked it and the parents were freaking out this is you know destroying the youth corrupting our minds and napoleon dynamite was kind of the same thing because they're mormon so they're using words like flipping instead of uh i don't know if i can say this again but f-u-c-k-i-n-g um thank you for censoring yourself parents loved it but it became like it was like this ironic sort of thing for a few years where you would say flipping instead of fucking. Hey, flipping. Put a coin, We've put established a, who swears, and it's Jake. Put a Bitcoin in this digital swear jar that we use. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're gonna funge around on the goddamn podcast yeah we should say funging instead of uh you know f-u-c-k yes, f-word that could yeah. be good and it would encourage children to funge i don't yeah. exactly understand i know we did a whole episode on nfts <laughs> but i don't i don't really get them still well you see can't funge them they're non-fuckable tokens. <laughs> <laughs> now that's he can swear. It's funny when he swears. <laughs> Those non-fuckable they're token. so bad because no one will, they're so bored because like no one wants to fuck them. That's I have been a non-fuckable token. I know what that's like. I was at a at a dance party with my friend doing it again. <laughs> a friend Puerto Rican extraction who uh was just living it up on the dance floor. I was with him. I was the only Caucasian there, and I was the token, and I was non-fuckable. Uh, it, it, a girl actually, like, very condescendingly, like, waved her finger in my face when I when I was like sort of gesturing to dance. Um, so that's a phenomenon that it could easily be uh, distilled into a, a currency of some kind, and you know, got, get some market share out of it. That's messed up. I'm sorry. That non-fuckable to you. token. Waved her finger at you. <laughs> she like really laughed. I was like, I th- I thought she wanted to dance for a second, and so I like motioned towards her, and she started laughing. Did you start reeling her in like a fish? You know when people do that on the dance floor, they start they um, throw, they throw you the rope, start pulling it. No, that's too. See, as a there's like a so, sort of nodes in my brain that as a Nordic uh, man that prevent me from being too forward with women, but it was like a very subtle gesture towards moving moving in to cut in and dance with her because I thought I thought that's what she wanted, but she was right. started laughing hysterically. As a descendant of Vikings, you don't want to confuse anybody to thinking you're reaving them like you did the no. coasts of England. Yeah. That time is behind us. Right. <laughs> We're somewhere along now. the line. Yeah. Somewhere along the line our brain matter got like completely reversed in terms of the uh pursuit of female well, that's interesting. I'm, by the way, I've figured out uh, Pedro did win the class presidency after the dance scene. And then he celebrates by having a party with his family that I kind of remember. Oh, yeah. Like, that's right. How many of those votes, though, were from the undocumented? I think. Wow. That's something that will be explained. <laughs> that's what I would say it. <laughs> well, that's the thing is I wonder because conservatives love that movie liberals love that movie whatever was you know left of the left at that time loved that movie uh what did the right wingers think about pedro winning the election i'm gonna push back on this i don't think that napoleon dynamite was a big hit for conservatives yes it was so it's it was from idaho mormons it's a mormon move i mean Maybe just Mormons who are like almost universally conservative, except for like one woman I met one time. It was very strange. Um, so maybe other evangelicals didn't like it, but at least Mormons liked it. Well, well I'm just saying because it's very alty. That's that, that's all I'm saying. I think okay. Anders is onto something though, because like especially with like Mormons, and and this is probably also true of evangelicals. There's like very uh, specific stuff that they allow themselves to like, and so they yeah. become super fans of it. Like Jim Gaffigan, right? right. Oh yeah, Canadian. He he sells out like he has like a residency in Salt Lake City for like a fucking months at a time or whatever because he's the only comedian they're allowed to watch. Yeah, and, like, uh, I think that probably happened with with uh, the his wife writes for him. 
of Napoleon Dynamite. I know it's weird. Dry Bar. Dry Bar Comedy is this whole, uh, I think it's at least a festival, but they also like will do specials, but it's run by Mormons and it's 100% clean. And that doesn't mean it's bad. It's there's some really innovative hilarious people who do it uh but it's all it's 100 percent clear jim gaffigan will he'll roll through right. even <laughs> yeah. favorite comedian jim gaffigan hot pockets we should start a mormon clean podcast and um uh, make a bazillion dollars it's Sometimes. so hot in america well i was trying to do jim jim's like you know his uh voice was, where he that was not him. even fucking in the ballpark of what that uh, was <laughs> Who among us doesn't enjoy a good Jim Gaffigan impression? Hello, I'm, I'm Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm doing a podcast. Oh, that's more like him. Sometimes it's called- I'll show up at the, at the clean club and just play Napoleon Dynamite on stage. Okay, I figured it out. Here's if we're like America. Or no, pop. All right, now now you're cutting out, Anders. It was a great impression. I thought it was excellent. Posh darn America. There it is. I am Robot Gaffigan. <laughs> Hot pockets <laughs> make my circuits fry. <laughs> I'm genuinely loving this. This is great. Um, okay, any other stuff going on on tour? Any other big tour updates? Um, I don't know. Probably, but nothing off the dome. The shows are really good. You should you should come out and watch one if you're in one of these weird ass fucking backwoods hick sticks cities where you voted for Trump. Um, he can say it. He's the bad guy. Yeah, I don't actually. I'm not like that. That's a that's a stupid. <laughs> hey, I'm thing. sorry. I did that. <laughs> that's not who I am. So uh, Bill Maher goes to the South and to like conservative areas. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, people like there's people who think um, they latch on to what he's peddling. You know, he's an anti-woke. Even though he's I think lib- too, if you're if you're a liberal in a conservative area, any guy whose whole thing is that is going to pull you, I think. Yes. Yeah. Like John Stewart problem. filled that role for a very long time. There's also like a weird grift of like, you know, there's a lot of like the the liberal redneck down here or whatever. Like right. that's literally a sketch group that our friends made and is very successful. Oh right, we know them. <laughs> They're very funny, but I'm just saying it's like, but that's like, but I, not just them. There's like a lot of that in comedy down here because there's people that are like, uh, you know ideologically still a bunch of stuff but like think of themselves as kind of separate from the conservative thing and like it's fine i just think like i want to live in a world where there's like the communist redneck like fucking push it all the way you know i mean hats off to them I I tip my hat to them because like I can't do I don't like doing political stuff like in Bushwick. I I just don't I for whatever reason am very bad at incorporating politics into stand up at all like explicitly. Uh, so if you I I can't even imagine trying to do that in like you know Tennessee something. Dude, like but, honestly, you, this tour has been really interesting because um, the E six guy is like if you follow him on Twitter, he's like yeah tweeting about anti capitalist shit. And when I first like was geared up to do this, I kind of was doing like Twitter ish humor 
like the first show. And then I noticed immediately like, oh, none of these people like actually are the Twitter followers. They're uh, like legitimate alternative rock fans who just like going to <laughs> concerts and stuff. And I started to talk to him about it. And he, you know, we were talking about how it's funny because like a lot of these people in the audience at these shows will like if they if they looked at his twitter their fucking heads would explode and like he gets like these angry emails that are like i have followed you for 10 years but i can't with what you're doing now and stuff and like so because of that there's this weird thing of like um like he booked me like on purpose and this you know gay ska band as they call themselves we are the union like in order to challenge his audience a little bit and to like mm. to kind of like have us throw out some of the more radical stuff i think and like uh it like it, it like it does work like i noticed this you know because i've had to like temper my set to where i'm like getting towards some of the ideas but not outright beating people over the head with you know some fucking aggressive take on like we fuck you you didn't over bernie or whatever and so like um but like the other night in louisville i uh i noticed like i a couple i have a couple i have a joke about yelling at a stripper are you in a union and like when i said union people like cheered and i was like oh, oh it's that funny thing about the south everyone's pro-union but they hate communism and they don't understand it's like the same shit and they think there's a Mexican invasion happening. <laughs> yeah, well, they know there's a Mexican invasion happening. That's what they're uniting against, really. It's against <laughs> management and the people of Mexico, who are a present and constant threat for them. Yeah, they called the Texas state troopers on me. They're on their way from Texas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the comedians. No Mexican comedians is going to be their next assignment. Yeah, it is not safe for uh, <laughs> Fluffy to perform in that area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's too fluffy. It's someone could get smothered by And him. he's not big, he's fluffy. Yeah. This he's is a like misconception Kirby. a lot of people have. He's like Kirby. He's like Mexican Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ah. if Kirby just ate like a lot of human food and that was his thing. <laughs> <laughs> John Panette was a lot like Kirby. Remember him? I'm stopping <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, Anders on a him. delay, but that really hit with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy! Someone do that. Someone make a meme out of that. Kirby John Panette. <laughs> He's inhaling a bunch of sandwiches and shit. Yeah. <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> Somebody do that. Somebody do that and get back to us. Anyway, what the fuck? Well, is I don't on? know if you've uh, you've seen this, but uh, since you were gone. Elon Musk has attempted to purchase Twitter.com. Yeah, I did see that. How real of an attempt do you think that was? Because have you seen it, this it and have you happened. heard about this? You asking me or Jake? I'm asking anyone who will listen. You're just doing okay. stand up, Jay Leno. You heard about this? Uh, there have been two attempts so far, or I don't know if they're attempts or what, but he's said he's going to do it, backed out, said he's going to do it again backed out i don't know how long he's gonna make us play this little game so um, he originally offered to buy it for 44 billion dollars right oh yeah Matza. which as um jeremy hammond from uh, my other podcast pointed out google bought youtube for two billion dollars <laughs> there's no <laughs> way you're gonna make 44 billion dollars back on twitter it's impossible okay uh, in all fairness though YouTube was invented by 
a guy from St. Paul who went to Central High School, my sister's high school. And we don't know the difference between two billion and forty-four billion. That he he a hundred percent was just like yes at the first offer. Anybody from St. Paul would do that. So maybe the market share was actually quite higher than that, and he just is a, a plum uh, plum fool. That's is tough it? for people from St. Paul. They don't know the difference between two and forty-four. That's really yeah. hard. Well, we just get excited. We you know when that offer comes in, we get our eyes get wide, and we you know cash signs fill up our eyeballs and we don't think your Nordic yeah. instincts kick in. <laughs> yeah. You have treasure chest full of gold coins in your mind. Right. This guy was Asian, but still. <laughs> he uh, still flies. Yeah. Um, Asian Vikings are some of the worst kinds. Do you, does, uh, does Twitter like turn a profit? I thought, I, I remember reading at one point that it was one of those companies that they're just like dumping tons of money into it do, and it doesn't turn a profit, but yet is like their thing. Like, oh, but when well, it does, does Tesla turn a profit <laughs> <laughs> and he's Bro. already the richest man in the world from owning that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but the big, the news is now, I mean, I, I think the deal is still on as far as I can tell. I have this article up from like 40 minutes ago on routers. Reuters? How do you say that? Reuters. 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 That doesn't seem like how this should be spelled. And that's Reuters, I hardly know her. I that's have, good. It's uh, painful Reuters. It's hard to <laughs> go to the back. I have Reut range. I sit yeah. on my Reuters and they agitate my crotch area. Okay, I think we flushed that out enough. Yeah, I'm uh, going to hope my, uh, my joke there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hope my joke got cut out there by my connection. But You know, it might have because it's really in and out. Anyway, uh, so uh, the, the story now is that he is losing billions of dollars of equity just by being looking so financially unstable that his company's stocks are crashing. <laughs> so that's awesome. I, I guess like did is this saying Tesla lost twenty percent of its value or something? They lost like tens of billions of dollars in a day. I don't I'm never I'm not like a conspiracy, you know, like oh this was planned the whole time as a way for him to lose money. It doesn't make any sense, but like I think there was kind of a collective freak out and hallucination on some level when he, like it was announced this possible thing was going to happen where he bought Twitter and like it was a very fun week to be staring at your phone because everyone was just like fuck this <laughs> but like <laughs> um I don't think it's kind of a non story I don't know cuz like first of all Twitter's already owned by some dickhead you know what I mean it's not like that much worse if Elon used buys to be owned it. by Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, um, it was scary what he was saying when he was like in the process of maybe purchasing it because he was making all these fucking really stupid like ninth grade libertarian statements about free speech, which you know is an interesting topic and um I, I know we've we talked about that when i talked about p moskowitz's book with them on the show but like it it was like, bil like a billionaire telling you 
they love the fact that you have free speech is suspect, right? They're bullshitting you. They like, you know, he's union busting out of the other side of his mouth while he's like, free speech is great. Um, I thought that I was have the good. quote here. If you, if you want to dig into that, this is the Elon Musk quote on free speech from uh, Tuesday. By free speech, I simply mean that which matches the law. Idiot. <laughs> I am against censorship that goes far beyond the law. If people want less free speech, they will ask government to pass laws to that effect. Therefore, going beyond the law is contrary to the will of the people. Why is it in like hmm. broken English? Like when you get I don't know. Fail. It's like it's like a decree <laughs> he's making. Like, like this is a new rule that we have to find out about. <laughs> <laughs> god i mean there's so many things about what he's saying that are just like mind-numbingly like weird and wrong like if your fucking definition of free speech if the whole point of this is that you want like the content of twitter to be regulated by like the state itself why is it nationalized Twitter? Like, why? Why, why do, do you, you own have it? To be the guy to own it to make <laughs> you that happen. Crazy apartheid emerald mine air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's like a private. That's not how private companies work. Is it the fact that it's not like state owned is why it can enforce whatever fucking you know like speech rules it wants, but also like you know. There is not really that much of a concept of free speech. So this, this, uh, he just wants to say fucking mean shit to trans people, right? That's like the whole thing. Because he's mad at it, fucking his ex-girlfriend for dating Chelsea Manning. This is all spiraling from a powerful divorce uh, series of events. Because this is like maybe the worst financial decision anyone in humankind has made in history. Just in terms of like the scope of it. Like $44 billion. <laughs> I guess the U.S. military wastes like around that much money on planes that explode and stuff, but or trying to develop a bomb uh, uh, carried by bats or any of the fun things that they do. But one person individual, like a bunch of people make those decisions. This is just one guy. Yeah. Do you think Donald Trump will come back? I hope so. Well, do you know about truth? Donald Trump isn't coming back to Twitter because he made his own Twitter. <laughs> There's a I've heard it's bad though. I've heard it doesn't work very well. That can't no, be true. Of course, of course, <laughs> that can't be true. It's, instead of tweets, they're called truths. And like, <laughs> when you make a truth account, I'm going to make one today. I think the Eve Six guy made one the other day. Just started tweeting about cum and communism and stuff, or truthing. Sorry, and uh, it's really funny. Like you, when you make your account, it makes you follow two people. Like to just agitate content or whatever and so like you you know it's like suggested donald trump and ted nugent and then like you page before you tweet anything it says no truths found (laughs) it's just so (laughs) stupid man wow are there any rules with how you interact with people like does it work different than twitter I think it's just the fucking carbon copy. I don't know. I'll have to report back on that because I think I'm going to do it today. But like there was kind of a a moment when everyone was like, I'm leaving Twitter where it's like, are we all going to kind of end up on the truth platform? (laughs) Like doing the same thing? (laughs) Look, we would all love to leave Twitter, but it's not going to happen. What will you talk about? Yeah, Yeah, I'm not doing that shit. I have too many followers on Twitter. I'm not starting over on truth. Are you kidding me? You're going to spend yeah, time with the people you love? 
Gross. It would be funny if um, Joseph Goebbels is trending today. <laughs> that would be funny if there was like an exodus to truth, like there was from Tumblr to Twitter, and it's there's like a instead of left Twitter, there's a left truth. You got to be the change there, my homie. I mean, there are a bunch of people that are just on it to troll the platform. So maybe if only there were laws in place to kind of get those people out of there. The the question really is is do you do what I saw during our last recording, which is a POV video from a mass shooter? Which platform is going to allow that? That's really the question, if you're an ultimate believer in the the big FS. Um, and, you know, maybe there should be a platform, if you really believe in free speech, that's just that. I think Elon should allow Anders to say fuck on Twitter. Then I will believe in the big FS, as you say. I don't believe in that. I think that that should be stopped at all at all costs, and that it's a menace to our public goodwill for him to use those words. Those I'm words. I'm going to tweet at him are right a sin, now. Are a light sin to use curse words, words forbidden by God. I will tweet at his ass right now. Can I say ass? Paradox no, you cannot tolerate. say ass. Oh, fuck. If we oh, oh, hey, shoot, shoot. <laughs> You know what's funny is network TV for, and this is not a law. This is like a standard that, or or no, it's a law uh, before 10 p.m. But after 10 p.m., you can literally legally do and say whatever you want on network TV, basically. But the standard, and this may have changed, but at least this was the case all through, you know, my TV watching days. Um, You could say ass. You cannot say asshole. And if you say asshole on like a talk show or something, they bleep out the whole part. The whole. Really? Yeah. So you can say ass, bitch, damn. You cannot say the S word. And you could definitely not say, uh, you know, the other side of flip. That is one of the like um, aesthetically high tier bleeps is the middle of a word bleep. Yeah, I kind of you know laughs on the bleep, right? It's it, swearing. You know, you think as a kid it's going to make you seem cool, and it really doesn't uh, once you're grown up. But that's if what I'm saying. Bleeped, if you get bleeped, you you do look like a really cool person. They're trying to censor my thoughts, man, and I'm just I'm up here trying to talk about ass boops. Yeah. Yeah, because the bleep makes the censorship real. So what you then watch is now a struggle. It is a struggle for a, a new vocabulary waiting to be born. It is a time of fuckers. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm tweeting at I'm tweeting it's at funny Elon when Musk. He does it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so why. I'm tweeting if you end up Elon, if you end up getting Twitter, will you let me post the F word? And now I'm starting to think maybe he's going to think I'm talking about the other F word. That's right. probably, he's going to go absolutely yes i will tweet it right now <laughs> Just tweet that word a bunch of times because he's angry at uh trans people what we got to do is we use the bitcoin swear jar that anders has been putting bitcoins into this entire time and then we'll have enough money to overtake elon and that'll be the end of the story yeah finally the story can rest Twitter has oh. been purchased for 90 unfuckable tokens. <laughs> you left his. Um, um, well, so, fellas, 
Bernie Sanders is running for president, maybe. How do you feel about that? Apparently he swears a lot. Yeah, he calls stuff bullshit a lot, which is like very like cool, you know, for a politician. I have a question <laughs> for Mr. Musk. Can you suck on my dick? <laughs> I'm talking uh, about shooting a huge load. <laughs> more like really Elon into Bust. blue Bernie Sanders. That's a that's a really cool guy. I mean, I'm tempted to do this because it's very fun, but I feel like we did like four straight years of the top one percent of my dick is you know refill. Do you ever hit the woe on a bitch? So bad. (laughs) Ah, you know it's still funny. All these years later, it's still funny. She got (laughs) the sheet stuck to her shoulders from your huge load. Looking like <laughs> Superman in there. My uh, wife hates this. This is very funny. <laughs> oh, she's sending a uh, disapproving look over your way. Yeah, she's shaking her head and she's uh, w- wagging a finger. Tell Alyssa that I'm with her. Um, Alyssa Anders supports your disapproval, but he's been a bad boy today, so I don't think you should accept it. All right, fine. Uh, Not yeah, Bernard. He's Not swearing. Me. Come. Is that <laughs> a thing? Huh? I don't know. I was trying to think of a not me, us one, but it really worked. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's sort of a mutual masturbation statement if you think about it. Not me, oh, us. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's going on there. Has he said he's running for president, or we just all assumed he was because he started showing up for things? Well, no, I mean, so kind of like this Elon Musk thing, right? Where it's like you just kind of get a whiff of the story off of social media and you very well might find out a week later it was completely fake. That no, happens with social media. This, this story is real, though, because so what happened is a memo went out to endorsees of Bernie Sanders for 2022 and, you know, just sort of a guideline about if they're asked about his endorsement. And you don't send out this memo unless without knowing that it's going to get leaked, it's going to get written about and talked about, right? If there's any sort of exciting details. And they made it a point to include that he is leaving the door open for 2024 if Joseph R. Biden uh, declines to run for re-election, which is a big if. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so we're, so we're I think not it, getting it, them then. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It is a... Well, I mean, what in a year, I mean, he's already declined cognitively so much over the past three years, four years in one year from now. Like, I mean, I think that's going to be a valid issue, right? Can he get Um, any lower than he is now? I keep watching videos of him turning around to shake ghosts hands. Right. How are you going to I mean, it's it's a liability, I think. He got through 2020 because of COVID. I, I think, you know, it's. Who knows? But it's quite likely that Trump would have won were it not for COVID. I mean, these are the um, same people who know that we are uh, dooming the planet for climate change, but are also asking to increase shale oil production. Like, I don't trust right. any kind of logical through line to sw- persuade them on anything except keeping power, which they already have. What do you think about the theory that, like, that's why they're floating the student debt cancellation stuff right now, you know, as like a, a gambit to 
to invigorate people for the next election. Oh, that's definitely what they're doing. They're yeah. just, do you think they're it's just one of it. their many campaign promises they're fulfilling? Despite the fact they didn't well, this do was any never of the other promise. ones. This was never a promise because he had some campaign promises. Basically, none of them were fulfilled. This is one thing he can do without uh, the Senate or the House. And he's, you know, not this is just goes against his. It, it seems, you know, if you listen to him, uh, Biden, during the campaign and, you know, his early days as president, he could not conceive. And I think still has a hard time wrapping his head around just canceling debt. It's just a, you know, like we're talking about with Graeber, uh, he wrote the, a book inspired by saying one must pay one's debts. That's this is an ideology, right, that grips most of the political class. He's a Lannister like style politician. Right. And, and that's not going to I mean, I think if it gets to a point where uh, you literally have nothing else that you can offer anyone, then I think he might do it as just a one-off thing. He'll be remembered for that, for his, his legacy. Uh, it's not I would a love sure for him to do it. it. Sounds like yeah. they're like trying to get people excited and then they're going to like really fucking scale it back and means test it and stuff and go like, you get $10,000 forgiven, not the whole thing unless you whatever the fuck. That's what they're talking about up top. He already said he wouldn't go as high as $50,000, which is like, most people went to a four-year college have taken out more money in debt. Than that. <laughs> I don't know, have you seen how expensive these things are? It's crazy. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is unless you do it a hundred percent, no one's really going to notice. You know, except for a few people who have people, like low levels. People of debt, will but. notice, but the question isn't whether they notice a good thing happening once and to a small degree. It's do does everyone forget? the utmost contempt this man and his people have shown to the entire concept of ameliorating things for working Americans the entire time he's been in office. He got over the finish line and then spit in our faces. He, he got to the finish line by spitting on our faces too. Like he never pretended to be anything other than he was, uh, which is why I think he should be, even if he, if he does run, he I am robot uh, you know, Biden. I am robot Biden. That's what this <laughs> campaign Biden Biden. is all about. It's, listen, Jack. <laughs> Input, Jack. Initiate push-up protocol. <laughs> <laughs> Insert corn pop. <laughs> oh, speaking of corn pop. Oh, oh you're, you're back. All right, there you go. You were yeah. out that entire time your sound went out <laughs> okay sorry i'm on a hot spot here yeah andrew's internet has uh, not uh moved to new york with him yet right i'm uh, basically it's extremely dirty and uh, perfect for i guess i am uh, robot anders anders robot here i have girlfriend <laughs> This is so stupid. Engaging in copulation. Oh. Eep, 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 eep. How am I doing now? You're right. You sound great. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> oh, man. Incredible. I am <laughs> Robo Obama. <laughs> 
I know this. I know this is a legitimate problem and not a bit, but it's really funny. <laughs> he only know. comes in to be like, "I'm coming back." <laughs> I'm having fun making up robots. Robo Obama, right? He's like, um, "I'm gonna leave and come back." Your bike can hear you. Okay. Okay, he's gonna come. Andrew's gonna be right back, folks. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think we're getting Robo Biden. I think they're gonna they're gonna replace parts of his body with different machines day by day until he uh, is able to run for president again. Yeah, I mean, like the thing you're describing about like um, the fact that they have this like visible disdain for all working people, I think is only perceivable to people with class consciousness. And I'm in an incredibly cynical place right now as I am traveling the country and talking to the great people that live here. And I everyone is living in a completely class consciousness free, like make them up reality of their own design. But it's all smothered in like a massive amount of cynicism and realism and like i i don't think people will understand that things are bad for them because of what biden is doing you just have to do a lot of book learning and read that's true you have to email chomsky every night to like really understand this like we do but like most people can't and don't and uh you know, that's why like Bernie was good is because it was like, OK, an organized effort to like get these messages out there kind of gets people thinking about stuff. But like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but I, I the perception, the like educated political analysis of it, I don't think most people have. But like, even if you know that he's disrespecting working people or you don't know that. Uh, it's very palpable that he has disdain for young people and all all these aesthetics of like this old codger shaking his fist at you do register with people. So I, they, it's not totally, it's not totally uh, a grad school shit. So I, here's the thing: I, I feel like getting people politicized is very difficult to do without some sort of unifying campaign. And when I say campaign, I don't necessarily mean an electoral campaign. I, I mean, like Starbucks and Amazon, what's happening there right now. Um, the question is, could that be complemented by another presidential campaign? I think that's still an open question. Um, but my theory on this sort of story right now is that it's possible that he, it's not unlikely that he is actually considering Bernie. But I think it's stronger possibility that he's trying to get something from, from this, that he's kind of threatening something, right? He's saying, uh, we need, you know, Biden, you're going to run again. You need to do X, Y, and Z, or Kamala needs to do X, Y, and Z uh, behind the scenes. Um, I still think someone should challenge Biden or, or Kamala. But the fact is, like, um, you know, I hate Joe Biden. Uh, but his NLRB is the National Labor Relations Board is the best really since, I don't know, uh, Johnson. Like he, they basically one one part of the PRO Act, which does is not going to pass, was to ban captive audience meetings. And when that happened, we're like, ah, shit, well, it's not going to work. The NLRB just did that unilaterally. They decided that these shouldn't be legal uh, and they for you know these reasons. Um, so I think, you know, there's some possibility there. I don't, you know, the question is, do we need 
I, I mean, I'm going to support whatever challenge, no matter what, but should that be a, a focus for, should that does how, to what degree does that complement what's happening now in the, the labor movement with Starbucks workers, Amazon workers, and, and other industries and companies where, where workers are organizing as well? Um, that is the one I, I, I'm personally not very optimistic or excited about anything happening electorally for the next forever but uh the the union stuff is really exciting and hasn't happened in america at least since 1980 <laughs> union uh union participation has gone way down and now there's some in these places yeah. where they make you pee in a jar at work <laughs> so get hyped folks we're doing it yeah right it's pretty cool you see chris smalls with bernie wearing his eat the rich jacket yeah that was great I love his jacket and his whole thing. I, they're very moving to see him and uh, Stephen Donziger have been hanging out, and they spent like three hours together talking about their respective struggles. Uh, I wonder and that's if they went really to Stephen's house. About, He's probably sick of his house. I, he had to. <laughs> no, well, this is before he got um, oh, yeah. um, let off. But uh, what's really exciting about the Amazon Labor Union is it's not just strictly – workplace issues that they're talking about. They're talking about the broader economic system. They're talking about the environment. Uh, I think imperialism to some degree. Um, that's Those are big things, as we've talked about on the show before. Do you think they talk about girls? The Lena Dunham vehicle? <laughs> I just meant like ladies. But yeah, I mean, they could talk about that too. It's a wild show if you remember it. Adam Driver stays eating yes. pussy. Yeah. It's a part of the plot that he's like trying to do it too much. And she's like, no. Can I just say this is the only thing I would say to some of the doubters on the left about Bernie 24 or another presidential campaign, which, again, I don't know if that's going to be a smart choice. I, I will vote for somebody, but I don't know if it's going to be worth putting a lot of resources into only thing I would say is try to remember what you said in 2017, 2018 about Bernie, because I knew a lot of people back then who were like, no fucking way. Get that old white guy needs to go away. And people on the left too, socialists were like, he needs to go away. We're done with electoral politics. Uh, or there are some people who, who are going to be, who are literally saying, um, you know, Kirsten Gillibrand is actually going to be the next Bernie Sanders. She's got a better chance and has the same policies. And these are all people on from the social democratic to sort of Marxist uh, spectrum. We're saying this stuff and almost all of them turned right around when once it got serious. So even if you don't want to participate in the primaries, which is understandable, they're going to happen anyway. And it's going to be pretty fucking shitty. Pardon my illegality there. I don't like it when you Sorry. do that. But it's going to be pretty dreadful to see either a Biden coronation or a Kamala Pete Buttigieg debate with no left wing challenge at all. That's I mean, even if we don't win, I think there is value in uh, having a standard bearer just for coherence um, of of the socialist movement. Yeah. That's my two cents. I think. Um my kind of two cents on this is Bernie's a million years old. And also like, we've just seen it kind of proven that they're just going to, you know, Havana syndrome him or whatever, if he gets close to winning, but like, um, you know, something about like 
looking at like Lula and AMLO and all these like social democratic types around the globe is that you, if you, if you're running from that direction anywhere, it kind of seems like you have to run like five times yeah. to win. So it could happen. Maybe probably not. I'm not real optimistic about it, but um, that is at least a reason to go take another crack at it. What's the worst that could happen? Right. It would be it's- cool if we could take his brain and inject it into a younger body, maybe by destroying or crushing the soul inside and uh, allowing him to, in a way, possess that form mm, and yeah. have a second life through that body. A ghost in the machine, you know? Yeah. Yeah, cyborg, uh, robot, robot, ghost, Bernie. I think is. I'm not saying we even have to improve like his body or his functionality at all, but he's got to be. He's got to live longer. Imagine robot Bernie Sanders in your head right now. Right now, let's think about this. What does he look like? Why did you give him the exact same hunchback he had as a (laughs) human? It's because it's the way he looks. But isn't that fucked up that they would do that to a robot? Is like make you look imperfect? You know. Yeah, I would want him to look perfect. There is some sort of cyborg situation going on, potentially. Uh, so there's a book that just dropped, or I, I don't know if it's come out fully, but the excerpts are leaking and you know being talked about. But there's one excerpt uh, by Ari Robinhaft, who was his, one of his uh, campaign aides. And he said that those stitches, because Bernie like cut his you know head on the shower or something and had to get stitches during the campaign last time and when he got the stitches removed there was no scar and this is like an almost 80 year old guy and it like came out like nothing his vitality is off of the charts it is crazy yeah i mean he's older than biden but cognitively one does not hold a candle to the other would you hold it against him if it came out that he was doing peter Thiel style blood transfusions to have the uh, energy and vigor of young blood in his body? Not at all. I mean, I've long thought Not that at all. Uh, professional sports teams should have at least one designated steroid user, and that should that be the be rule. Fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a ringer who's like a huge jacked freak. Right, yeah. a captain. I think that's fair <laughs> to let one of them do it as a captain. Yeah, it looks like the Ginyu Force. That's fucking cool. That's it's crazy from all the steroids and what they do to your brains and shit. Because here's the thing about steroids is if they're all on steroids, it's not going to look that much better because everybody's going to be so fast and agile and strong. If you just have one person on steroids on every team, it's a squash match every game of the steroids person against weak, normal human men. Yeah. This is assuming that Bernie keeps his corporeal form, though, and that yeah. he does not become... A mech, you know, or like a Robotron. I just don't think like mech technology. I know the whole thing is a bit far fetched, but mech technology, I would wait longer before putting myself in the robot body. I would wait yeah. till 2040 when it's 150 degrees every day. <laughs> when, you, when they start doing that shit, if you bought the first generation, you're going to look like an idiot. The yeah, first funky robot body look like a giant PlayStation. I'm going to get a really good body with all this fucking money I'm about to make (laughs) sometime. I don't know how, but it's going to (laughs) happen. I mean, yeah, it's going to be in his 80s. That is crazy to think, but like, I feel like he has no interest in retirement. 
Like when he dies, it's going to be still in the struggle in some form. Um, it's going to just keep going, right? Boomers I mean, love working may... to death. That's like he's a so generation not even thing. A, he's so old, he's not even a boomer, though. He was, he's part of the silent generation. Insane. That's why he talks to those ghosts. Yeah. His friends. <sighs> or as he calls them, friends. Right. I can't be the only person, though, who's seen, like, people talking about retiring so they can start a business or... Ugh. Follow their entrepreneurial passions, and it's like uh, just lie down, you bitch. What are you talking? No, you about? know what I want to do when I'm retired is I heard this today is that like there's really no risk to to when you're at a certain age, like eighty plus, to just dropping acid constantly because when you're a young <laughs> when you're a young person, it's like that's gonna fuck you up long term. But when you're eighty five, it's like I'm only gonna be alive for you know ten more years maybe. So just can have fun anders i think you should start dropping acid constantly specifically <laughs> i think this is the twist your personality needs is like deadhead anders lee <laughs> really i had a roommate who actively tried to prevent me from doing molly because he did not think it would end well he's uh, afraid i know yeah but i did it, it was fine he's afraid of I how didn't. many girlfriends you'll have if you start doing hard drugs daily yeah I'm flipping, losing my mind right now. <laughs> I'm um, motioning you um, over to dance. And it zooms out and Andrew's talking to a tree. <laughs> like Biden, the way he talks like to Biden. Goods. I want you to become more like Joseph Biden. Joseph R. Brandon. Well, these are the uh, events of the week. Is there anything else we want to talk about on the way out here? Uh, um, I don't know if you guys are interested in getting some some t-shirts um wait well let me ask you this are you got you guys are both new yorkers as am i again that's correct would you say that you're new yorkers for justice is that something you support i'd say that's primarily my main political focus is justice yes new yorkers for justice right i think so i'm if, working in the other direction but i would keep going okay i mean i i consider myself a new yorker for justice i'm part of the new yorker for justice movement uh, and when I, you know, see these flyers from New Yorkers for Justice, I get very excited, right? I'm like, what uh, amazing things have they cooked up? I, I support justice in all forms, um, but they're sending Me out too. mailers to New Yorkers, ostensibly New Yorkers who are for justice as well. And they are about the proven leadership of one Andrew Cuomo. Uh, who's th there's a campaign that is for the sole purpose of public awareness. It's not in conjunction with any political candidate or campaign. Okay. Um, and they're sending out these camp, these mailers that just show what Cuomo uh, did over his tenure as governor, the things he was dragged kicking and screaming to do like a $15 minimum wage and free state college tuition for like six people. Um, and at the end, it says, allegations do not equal guilt. Governor Cuomo has always maintained his innocence. And the district attorneys, and, oh, and it also uh, plugs the fact that he hasn't gotten arrested for groping yet. Um, and it, if you're interested in the justice, getting even deeper on justice, 
check out the merch that New Yorkers for Justice is pushing, which is a series of T-shirts that literally say gender does not equal truth. That's true as well. That gender does not equal truth. But <laughs> truth is a website that you tweeted Donald Trump on. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it, like also, I lost all my shirts. So tell me so. Yeah, Jake just needs shirts of any kind. I'll wear that I, on stage. That's confusing. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of want to get one because it's kind of making sort of a a critique of gender ideology, right? Of you know the the social construction of gender. Um, I don't think that's what he was going for, although he would say this is not him. This is just a group of New Yorkers who love justice. Uh, but it, it's kind of amazing that <laughs> the gall to put out these shirts, which are not, again, what the fuck is you're walking down the street and you see somebody with gender does not equal truth on their shirt. What the fuck are you going to think that means? Well, you point and, it and you say, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And this, then they're like really just amazing thing to me is a lot of these characters, right? Who, uh, they will actually do stuff. (laughs) Initiate sexual harassment program. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. You're back. So a lot of these public figures. This is bad. This is bad. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I'm lost my Oh, yeah. Andrew Cuomo was such a narcissist. Other examples of men who have been, in his view, unfairly canceled. And we will have links to Andrew Cuomo's merch in the description of this podcast. If you do not think gender equals truth, you must support former and future governor Andrew Cuomo on his berserk-style revenge tour. (laughs) <laughs> take back the New York State House. Sorry, Anders, you were going out like we had. We should probably like a lot. Like thing. it's not. I don't think we can keep most of it. Anyway, uh, Andrew Cuomo did nothing wrong. That's all I wanted to say. We should probably do some plugs. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, come see me on the Eve Six tour if you're in one of these godforsaken. Uh. You know dumps in the middle of the country these flyover states um that we're going to and the other states uh we're also coming back to new york and then over to part of california that's close to los angeles if you're in a state of any kind and listen to my other podcast why you why you mad and also uh if you're in new york go see my live show so that it's alive when i get back it's called um meat space it's at the gutter and it's in my twitter bio link pin tweet thing Let's go, Anders. Uh, at of some stuff to, I'll plug stuff next week. Some good okay. stuff you can do. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Okay. I don't know if send <laughs> oil to Anders' house and he will drink the oil because he is a robot now and forever, and he's his body is hard and made of steel. Yeah, he needs it. Um. Oh, boy, do I have good news for you if you are a New York comedy fan. I'm producing, like, three or four live shows in the next month, all fundraisers for DSA candidates, 
in local winnable state elections that actually matter. And uh, it it rocks and they're going to be hot shows and they're happening. One's happening in Bushwick, one's happening in Flatbush. And then we have our normal sh- show in Manhattan, uh, third Friday of the month. So I'm going to have all of those links up on my Twitter at Patak Test Kitchen. And then you should also follow the paid protest Twitter at paid protest and all the flyers and information will be on there too. So yeah, pretty cool stuff about that. And uh, that's going to be it for me this week. Um, yeah, okay. We're all good, right? I got to go fucking go load a thing into a thing and put a heart in a blender and all this shit. Yeah, be careful. There's a Mexican invasion out there. I will look out for it. Okay. All right, everybody. It's finished. It is finished. It's robot finished.